Hey, folks, sorry about last week. <laughs> this is it's gonna... never going to make me not laugh. <laughs> it's so true. Like, no, really. Mia culpa for last week. This is, uh, this is the intro for episode seven, where we kind of cover... We don't. We... Don't say kind of. <laughs> this was a... To be fair, we mentioned The Sopranos more in this episode than we did last week. Uh, no. I think we did. We talked... I mean, you forget, because it does drag on for two hours. The first half hour is a bit slow, but we did talk a fair bit about uh, Down Neck, episode seven of The Sopranos. But, you know, just fair warning, we cover a lot of unexpected territory in this episode. The trash you're being, you're hearing being taken out right now during the intro <laughs> is poorly timed, <laughs> per usual. Uh, but the housework has to be done here in the studio at TPTO. It's, it's fine. It is fine. Uh, yeah, um, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes down the chocolate rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, we we had a pause like 33 minutes in and it was like, shit, we got to wake up. It's sleepy in here. And if you're if you're listening and you're 20, 25 minutes in and you're just kind of yawning, all I can tell you is wait. It, yeah, it all pays off. I won't say it gets better, but it, it gets livelier. It's worth it. If it's worth it for if if one thing and one thing only, and you'll get there, it's worth it. <laughs> hey, can we turn off the water real quick? <laughs> uh, so you know, all I can say is it is a good episode. It started to follow the trend of. I wonder odds. if it breaks the trend of odds. It kind of does because I mean we were on that steady path to odd number, eh, but. We really do kind of make up for it. I think it ended up being a pretty solid episode. And I will say this. On all episodes, whenever we've left and kind of gone, eh, inevitably when I listen to it later, it's it's actually better than I remember. Let's stop for a second. <laughs> no, no. No, by all means. That much noise. You, 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 you wouldn't believe it. Hold on, everybody. Just let, let's let her finish. Let her finish. Let her, Sorry, I'm doing all the chores. Let her, let her finish. You have to do the recycling. I have to do the recycling now. All of it. All of it. <laughs> she guest started. We'll just cut that out again, like last week. <laughs> yeah, you got cut. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would say uh, our studio doesn't. Our maid comes in late, uh, per usual. Um, <laughs> no, it's Yo! a. Uh, it's a good episode. It is. We do cover some Sopranos. We cover the history of the episode as far as the flashbacks go, and we dive deep down several rabbit holes. At what point are we going to stop lying to the people and ourselves about this? The thing is, is this show is not about the Sopranos. It's a podcast that's kind of about the Sopranos. I honestly think it's. We should just. The day is coming when we're going to have to to hit a fork in the road. Robert Burns' metaphorical fork in the road. Well, you know, if anything, we should always play an episode because it keeps us, it keeps a, a time frame. We know that once an episode is finished on mute in the background, that we've, that we have crossed a, th- a threshold and we should try and wrap it up. We got carried away on this one. It ended up going an extra 30 minutes beyond because at like an hour and 20, I was like, let's do 10 more minutes and wrap it up. And then before you know it, it's two, two hours. hours yeah. So if anything... Having an episode of The Sopranos playing gives us a time frame to kind of reference. Fair enough. And you never know. Once we get into later seasons, it might be great. We might, we might have some real Sopranos banter. 
But uh, I do kind of like the idea of maybe just uh, eventually veering off and doing some non-Sopranos stuff, too. Anyways, folks. Do you have anything else you want to make noise with before we turn this off, dude? <laughs> do, you want vac- do you want a vacuum? I might. Okay. Well. All right. This has been the Episode 7 intro. Enjoy this one. Please subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, that includes you. And share. And share. We will see you guys next week for episode eight. Holla. So what were you saying before about uh, this gun thing getting out of control? Uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) It's a new, it's a totally new um, predicament. First off, I want to say, you're looking sharp tonight. Why is that? What it? I don't know. The black on black with the the nice, well, those like velvet shoes. They're suede. Suede? I actually don't wear these very often because they're they're my nice ones. Mm. But yeah, I wore, it's all navy. And so I... I, I Is that navy? It is navy. Okay. Maybe it looks black in this, in our our booth. Yeah, I had some, I had some, uh, I had some meetings today, so I wanted to look somewhat nice, but I wasn't. I also knew in the back of my mind, I don't, I don't want to go to the TPTO Pod Studios tonight in a shirt and tie. Mm. So I went with the, you know, the the long sleeve polo. It looks good. You're looking fantastic. I kind of feel like uh, a better looking Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes without, <laughs> goes without saying. I'm just really cutting into my Survivor time <laughs> doing this on Wednesdays. It just hit me that it's uh, 7:03 here. What are they on uh, season 25? 37. Really? Yeah, two a year. They've been on the, I think this is 36 or 37. Uh, you were asking, like, most overrated TV shows earlier. I don't mm. know if I would say Survivor is, but I would say just the reality show format with somebody getting voted off at the end of every episode. But it's different, though. Is, would fall into the overrated category. No, man. I mean, I've, I've had this conversation, because I know your opinion on it. I think your response to... Let's do this on Wednesday. And I was like, well, Survivor, you were like, Jesus. <laughs> I think that's what you said. Yes, but I should say it's not specifically to Survivor. I've just, I have never in the history of television shows been an appointment viewer of anything. Well, I don't always appointment view. I'm, rec- I'm recording it tonight. Actually, I need to record that right now. <laughs> like, I can remember having friends like, can't hang out, man. Lost is coming on. Oh, like, come we just on. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that was, was that pre-DVR? I don't know. It's like. I mean, that's a game changer. Some people, I mean, DVR, it made us even more sedentary. Yeah, but I mean, if the show comes on and you miss it, you miss it back in the day. You know, it's like my kids have the Grinch on uh, on their TV uh, in the, uh, we have that Voodoo app where you, mm. can want, where you can buy movies. And they watch, the, it's, it's April, and they went to bed last night watching the Grinch. Well, didn't she steal that from a grocery store too? No, that was the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus, <laughs> right. I thought there might have been a whole like ring of... No, Christmas they, movie theft. No, they don't. They don't. I don't think they sell the Grinch at Kroger, but they do sell Santa Claus. Is this the original Grinch, or mm-hmm. is this Jim mm-hmm. Carrey's Grinch? No, no, original. Ah. but what's funny is <clears throat> the first Grinch Adelaide ever saw was the Jim Carrey Grinch. She was kind of eh on that one, which you know, to be fair, it is. It's not good. It's not great. Yeah. So after that was over, I was like, "Well, you need to see the original." <laughs> so I, I bought the original Grinch on Voodoo. It was like you know, like four bucks. And she was like, oh, the new Grinch is way better. Mm. It's like, this isn't the Not new the Grinch. New, yeah. This is actually like before daddy's time. Yeah. I, it, the problem <clears throat> I had with the, it's always funny that the places we go 
with this podcast. <laughs> but the problem I had with Jim Carrey's Grinch was not so much the movie itself, although it wasn't great. But at the time, I was dating a girl who we were watching it in the theater. She was all excited to go see it. And you get to that scene, I can't tell you which, where Faith Hill is singing the song, the title song from the show. Do you remember this at all? No. Faith Hill? <clears throat> yeah. In the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yes. She is it. Where are you, Christmas? Oh, yes. So glad I found you. <laughs> okay, so that song starts to play. I remember. Theater full of people. I look over, and this girl I'm dating is just bawling, crying. <laughs> and I, I didn't know. <laughs> nothing about the scene, nothing about that particular song, I guess, was like. At that point, you're waiting for a Gremlins-esque tale about how her dad died inside a chimney. <laughs> oh, God. It, well, you know what? The thing is, the only what's funny about your statement there is it, it was. It was daddy issues. He just didn't happen to die inside of a chimney. But, yeah, it was like her whole thing. It was like every childhood memory of, the, of her parents' divorce came flooding back, and we were on, like, our 10th date. You know, it's just like, I'm 17. I don't need to be dealing with these problems right now, you know? Christmas came and went, and he still wasn't there. It was a week later that we started to notice the smell. It's like, it's been made fun of on other shows before. It's like, here we are just rolling along with this ridiculous movie about gremlins, and then we're going to have this, we're going to have this, Brief pause so we can hear uh, What's-Her-Face describe how her dad died in a chimney with a broken neck because he was going to pretend to be Santa Claus on Christmas morning. The premise, of course, being that he's going to hide in the chimney all night. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes any sense whatsoever. That's over the top. Like, I, my parents would, would gnaw on celery and carrots <laughs> to make it look like reindeer had done it and eat, and eat half cookies and drink half a cup of milk. Yeah. That's a good ruse. Yeah. Simple. No one My gets folks hurt. did the same thing. They left a note sometimes too, you know, like thanks, you know. I eventually kind of caught on when my dad was like, "You know, I don't think Santa Claus always wants cookies. Sometimes he likes a peanut butter sandwich." That's cuz he wanted it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Santa loves ham and cheese kids. <laughs> Actually, Santa needs, Santa needs to Uber eat real quick. What does Santa want? Speaking of Uber, this is one of the first shows in a while where we don't have anything coming. No, we uh, we we cut out the middleman. We ate ahead of time, mm-hmm. and we have what I can safely say is a good beer. Yes, Dale's Pale Ale. It's Please never, do subscribe. It's never been bad. Yes, uh, uh, Oscar Blues. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Who's our sponsor tonight? Uh, who was it? It's Padriax Padriax Barn Grill, home of Nana's Nana's Fruit Loaf. <laughs> Come on down on Saturdays for the Double Down Chili Dog Special. <laughs> Fifty cent wings on Wednesday night. <laughs> Have you noticed that? When I like, leave the light on, they, for you. they make that sound like it's a deal. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like twenty five cent wings. That's reasonable. That's right. a good deal. Well, then when you even think about what you can go buy, like a. Th- you know, a container full of wings for the grocery store. Well, I, see, I make my own wings. I have world-famous wings, as we've discussed, with yeah, carrot sauce. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get, like, 22 wings for $7. I actually, what I do is I take carrot strands, like the skinny ones you put in salad, <laughs> and I mince chicken meat in a in a meat, in a, in a blender, and then I actually form it around the carrots, <laughs> and I make my own chicken wings with edible bones in the middle. <laughs> 
You thought that one up, didn't you? Even, that one's the one you've been sitting on the toilet in the house with your phone. Nope. That literally, I have I have thought ahead before on things I might say that are dumb, but that one literally just came to me. Well, touche, friend. <laughs> is, it, is it officially... Is it officially true that we've done carrots in every episode? I think we've discussed it. I don't think that came up last week. Well, we'll double down. I'll bring up carrots again later. <laughs> but yeah, this is really cutting my survivor time. Like I was saying, I, people, I have to defend my fandom. Yeah. But I, I just think it's an incredible social experiment. What? There's the, the, the game show with itself? Survivor? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I remember watching it. I kind of like the, I haven't really honestly ever seen much of it but I, I like the naked and afraid show they've got on now see and that's everyone's response is i don't want to watch survivor i want to watch naked and afraid i'd do that i'm like no you fucking wouldn't <laughs> no you wouldn't i do kind of wish it was like on showtime like if we're gonna go that far yeah. let's go ahead and let's see give it us all. the bush you know show it yeah let's let's see some lost in the woods for a week butthole like let's just get it going just more proof that men should not <laughs> run naked it just looks like your balls and dick are just in a fist fight what well, comes up all the time i've heard it i've heard this made fun of on other shows before it's hey like, hold on real quick here he is folks cold cuts makes his first appearance cold cut trump making his first appearance mm-hmm. on the show and then he's i gone. like when he was barking at the dog he saw outside earlier i i like imagining like him just his bark translating to like, yeah, I see you, motherfucker. <laughs> I've forgotten about that twenty dollars you owe me. You got my money. You got my money. Legion, the loan shark. Yeah, he. God, and he'd get you at some point. Yeah, they. I. I I've, I'll never understand why, like, seeing the biggest loser guy with the giant man boobs, it, it, that's okay. But, you know, an attractive lady's, you know, breast, got to blur that out. That's not okay. Can't do that. Right. I think it's I think it's Adam Carolla who has the lasagna test of will this make me put my fork down? <laughs> Hot naked girl? No, I'll keep eating. Nine hundred pound man? Ugh, I might have to put my <laughs> fork down. That's the general premise in terms of what we're editing on television. That's that's a good rule to go by. From what I remember though, on Survivor, there's a fair bit of nudity. Oh, I mean, like I remember uh, there was that one like famous, famously like uh, out gay guy with the beard, and he was always rocking season, her, season one, rocking the loincloth. R- Richard Hatch, he, yeah. he walked around the island naked. Season one, uh, ended up winning. Is and that then, true? Yeah, and then stiffed the government on the taxes and did some time in prison for it. Well, I just don't get that. You win a million dollars, they say here's six hundred thousand. Government gets there for okay. Yeah, I guess so. We should get Wesley Snipes on the phone. Maybe he can, <laughs> maybe he can elaborate. He's out now. Speaking of which, uh, a <clears throat> buddy of mine, brother-in-law, uh, really radical right-wing nut, um, and there's left-wing nuts too, but are left-wing nuts? <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> left-wing nuts, right-wing uh, nuts. Sure, it works. But he was, you Leftist. know, <clears throat> have nope. you seen Black Panther? No. Uh, not that I don't want to. You know what? To, you know, before somebody accuses me of being a racist, I've never seen any of the Marvel movies in the theater. Yeah, me neither. I, I just don't really care. Yeah, I, one, I just don't get into the comic book. I mean, I'll, I like uh, some of the X-Men. Yeah, I mean, when they, I usually see them when they're free on HBO. Mm-hmm. With the exception of the latest Thor. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Those I did see in theaters. Those are actually entertaining whether you like comic books or not. And I had heard that the latest Thor movie is very much in Ragnarok. That yeah, Ragnarok. And it was good. So I actually I actually bought that one 
to watch, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago. Mm. Well, but no, I have not seen Black Panther. Well, neither have I, and I'm not racist. <laughs> but It's a fantastic movie. We love it. <laughs> we love everything about it. Please subscribe. Uh, no, he please, had a, he Please had don't a, cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if that was happening, it would have happened long ago. Well, that's the whole new millennial move it. Mm-hmm. So and so is canceled. We're yeah. clapping back at yeah. this pod thing of ours. <laughs> that's why I try and distance myself from the generation I'm a part of, which, by the way, I do think you're a part of. I heard on the radio the other day that the millennial generation starts in 80. No, no. We're going to have to look it up. Well, we, we have Google in front of us as usual, <laughs> but I don't. I'm 34 or 33. I'm, I can't. I'm not a millennial. <clears throat> I think Kristen has said before that she is, and she's 37. No, she's not. Okay. She's not. All right. But anyways, his post, well, and like I said, he's just a, he's really just a nut across the board. But he was saying, I don't see what the big deal Black Panther is. I'm sure it's entertaining, but it's not like it's some black empowerment movie. I mean, hell, if that's the case, then what about Blade? Hmm. And I was like, that's a... That's a stretch. <laughs> if we're, I don't even need to see the Black Panther to know that it's probably more empowering for our African com- community than yeah. Blade. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I, I've never seen any of the Blades. I know that people like them. Never saw it. But I do know this. After Blade was in theaters, you didn't see like Facebook footage of like young black children pretending to be Blade in the theater. <laughs> But like the face, my Facebook thread was just filled with inspirational moments where these like little black boy and girls were dressing like characters from the movie and putting on like dances and stuff in the theater. Like they just they're loving it. They're loving that they have their own movie. So I, I don't think that that happened after Blade. You think Wesley Snipes is pissed he didn't get like a side character role in, in Black Panther? <laughs> I think he's pissed they didn't make a Demolition Man 2. Oh, no, Demolition Man. <laughs> that was a good flick. I'll never understand what the hell you're supposed to do with those seashells. <laughs> Demolition Man, it's like that time period in Demolition Man then you had like Judge Dredd. Yeah. With Sylvester Stallone. Which what I'll, a film. I'll go ahead, I'll say it, Demolition Man is better than Judge Dredd, I think. I don't, I mean... I don't want to waste time comparing those two films. And Cliffhanger is better than both of them. Yeah. First R-rated movie I ever saw. Really? Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. Got in trouble? Yeah. John Lithgow? Oh, what a bad guy. Who would have thought that? Fetch! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I kept calling Travis Travis. 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 Don't use my name, (laughs) goddammit. Anyhow, on a sidebar, I had a thought. Maybe we should just get away from the Sopranos theme and just make this pot thing of ours just strictly a show where we just praise Donald Trump. (laughs) And eventually, it'll get back to him. And we get that kind of Roseanne effect where he'll he'll give us a a shout-out. There's a show down in Atlanta, huge. Huge. 20 followers. (laughs) 21 if you count me. 22 if you count Baron. Baron likes it, too. Twenty-two and a half, if you count that daughter that I never talk about. <laughs> I, think her name, I think her name is Tiffany. <laughs> it's required listening in the White House, so the the subscriber numbers are constantly going up and down. <laughs> the largest podcast, the most listeners. <laughs> I just think like, what a, what a fun. We should just start a separate one, where it's just we're, we're, all Donald Trump all the time, and see if we. Oh yeah. What an experiment that would be if we could somehow get. I've done a personal experiment just since the last episode where I've just completely tuned out. Like, if I'm on Facebook and I see him 
or one of those ridiculous so-and-so just did this and tore racism a new asshole <laughs> and the internet is loving it. I'm just scrolling right past it. Just don't give a fuck anymore. I was just on Facebook before we started and, and somebody shared some some slam beat poetry thing about, you know, oppression and I was just like, ugh. Nothing is going to convince me less to get behind a movement than beat poetry. Yeah. It's no one ever said that was what did it for them. <laughs> like no one at the end of a, at the, the end of a movement that it, it brought about some kind of lasting change. It's never been said it was that one night. Yeah, we yeah. I wasn't going to get involved, and then this guy, the beat poetry jam. This this guy got up on stage and just started, you know, kind of rhyming words, but not always. <laughs> but he always emphasized the same line mm-hmm. when he was talking, and uh, so yeah, I decided to arm up and join the resistance. <laughs> Like that didn't that didn't happen. The French resistance wasn't like this. Uh, this Hitler guy's no good. But you know, I really wasn't into taking him down until uh, Francois over there started doing beat poetry. Mm, yeah, and that's why we all wear berets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just it's a good <laughs> beat poetry's throwing me for a loop. My problem right now with the social media is it's both sides, both moronic sides, are using memes. Yeah. Like memes are for jokes. <laughs> it's, you know, you use a meme and it's supposed to be funny. Like don't show me a meme with statistics on it that you pulled from Infowars or <laughs> or the Huffington Post. Yeah. And it's just like it's getting a little a little mind numbing right now. Yeah, no, I've I've purposely tuned out of of it all. I mean, to be honest, I spend a lot of time working on this show now when I used to just do just social media bullshit. I, I I probably listen to every episode between five and ten times before they go up. Wow. Just to make sure it sounds good. There's no weird spot that needs to get cut out or it's not clipping funny because the volume was too high. If there's something we need to remove or whatever, like, I listen to it a lot, so. So you're actually doing research, more or less. N- well, I'm, yeah, researching my own voice and yours <laughs> over and over again. But I've just kind of purposely tuned out. Like, I know there was a shooting in at YouTube, but I don't know anything about it. Nothing? I haven't looked into it. Female uh, shooter, that's a rarity. I think I did know that. I think I knew that because of something your mom said on on the FB. Yeah, she's, uh, she's in there. On Facebook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, but, yeah, I've just tuned out of it all. Like, I... It, it's probably bad bad business to not be caught up on current events if you're going to do a podcast where you bullshit for a little bit. But I just, I, I just, ugh. it's too much. I feel about social media the way I felt about Sweetwater's monk, grass monkey beer last <laughs> week. Just like, ugh, enough. It doesn't make you feel good. Doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, it's no, it's no empty calories. <laughs> God, just thinking about that beer. I was talking with some buddies of mine today who actually are work for a distributor, and they're like, "Yes, we want to really drops the ball sometimes." <laughs> it's like they did on this one again, though. Let's Sweetwater, please subscribe. Please subscribe. And we are still looking for sponsors. Uh, <sighs> we we do have Bryn one. talks with Coca Cola. Um, <laughs> we have Padriax. We've got Padriax Bar and Grill. <laughs> On the corner of Cumberland Boulevard and Pace's Ferry Road. Cheesecake the size of your head. <laughs> Traditional Irish cuisine. <laughs> so come on down. By apparently two guys from the Northeast. You're gonna like it. 
Yeah, I'm Tom Bodat, and we'll leave the lights on for you. <laughs> we got the guy from uh, Men's Warehouse to write our tagline. You know, you're going to like the way you look. He just kind of pivoted it to, you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to like the way you look. I assure you. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you will be happy with your clothes. I promise. That's all. See, I'm not into the suit game like yourself, but I've always known there's something cannot be right when it's buy one suit, get seven free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. General rule of thumb. If you want a good or even just an okay suit, men's warehouse and Joseph A. Bank is not the place to go. Yeah. If they're doing a three suits for one ninety nine deal, you're buying some polyester shit. Yeah, you're uh, you know you're you're gonna dry clean those things once, and they're gonna look all shiny and melted, and <laughs> it's not good. You're gonna look like Silvio Dante, but trashier. <laughs> Tom, what do you think? What if somebody's didn't go back? <laughs> but yeah, I, it's funny. I actually got hit up twice in the last uh, just couple of days by two different individuals seeking out clothing advice. My bet, my best friend from going all the way back to high school sent me this just very generic text of, "Dude, I'm going out of my mind." <laughs> and I was like, "Why? What? What's up?" He's like, "I cannot find jeans that have just no stretch anywhere." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, well, I was expecting something more serious than this, but I'll weigh in on this too, I suppose." <laughs> also, I have Hep C. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I just accidentally cut my hand off at the wrist. <laughs> it's getting hard to type. Please send help. Also, also, where can I buy jeans that don't stretch for when this is all over? <laughs> oh, gee. And then another buddy of mine who uh, who has said in the past that he's not a suit guy, never has never wanted to wear one. You know, if, if he's got a... A wedding to go to, we might rock like some khakis and a flannel shirt, you know, because it's got a collar on it. He reached out to me the other day and was like, hey, I need some suit help because my brother's getting married and I got to look sharp. So apparently it's kind of like directions back in the day when people didn't have GPS at the ready. I used to get calls all the time because I drove the delivery van so much. It's like, hey, I got to get to uh, this place. What's the best way to get there? I uh, turn to you. Yeah. So now I got people calling me about suits. So well, that's good. Yeah, you're the suit guy. Well, yeah. Even the last guy that contacted me was like, "Do you charge for this kind of advice?" And I'm like, "No, Ooh. but that's not a bad idea. Well, Maybe you should somehow tie it into that uh, periodical you write for." Or it's not a bad a- idea. It's not a bad idea at all. I might eventually, you know, who knows? Maybe one day I'll have nine different, very low-paying jobs, and it'll all accumulate. Well, as you could uh, do like, a, like an Uber, where you come to someone's house, yeah, with suits and ideas and. You gotta, you have to find the clientele that are interested in that, though. Mm. It's very, spe- yeah, very specific, but yeah, yeah, no, you can make that happen for sure. Let's talk about this upcoming episode. <laughs> Last week's was a dud. The show was good, though. This one actually, I, I watched some of it. Wait a minute, night. it was a dud or it was good? The Sopranos episode. What is this? Episode six of The Sopranos, Pack Soprana. It's kind of a dud episode. Ah, but episode seven, Down Neck. Which I don't understand that name. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think is good. Maybe it's directional. We'll see what happens. It's weird watching this because, if I'm being honest, I'm on episode like 10 of season four right now. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. Just, you know, I, I started watching it for the purposes of our show and I just kept going. Mm. And so, you know, I'm all the way up to Pio Mai and Ralph and the girlfriend that likes to play pranks on people. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Olivia has been dead. Yeah, long for dead. a while. Uh, lots of other people have died. Um, so it's it's when I last night I was like I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch Down Neck so I can see what what's coming up, see if anything relevant comes around, and it's just weird. Like, and your take? Uh, to be honest, I'm I, 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 I don't remember. <laughs> I do, I do remember just the gist of it as far as there's some flashbacks with Tony. And it's all relevant because AJ gets in trouble for stealing sacramental wine. Mm. You know, I believe Carmela says they don't make them any lower than that. <laughs> I would argue that they do. <laughs> no, no, no. Stealing sacramental wine. That's, that's the worst thing you could do. As a Catholic? Just as in general. You okay. know. Kitty diddling. Well, especially no. as a Catholic, no, that's not worse. Okay. You just get moved around for that. Right. <laughs> We're going to put you in a new parish. Uh, son, you stole sacramental wine. We're going to have to uh, suspend you for a week. Um, I just molested a, a 12-year-old, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go to another state with a fresh crop of kids. <laughs> we'll see you. Seriously, uh, I don't want to bash, because, you know, I don't know. Let's not go down that route. <laughs> we don't need to start with Catholic diddling and bashing just yet. Well, they did do it. God, AJ is... This is with that classic fat, bowl-cut AJ phase. Mm. Here we have the... There's the, the uh, Trivago guy. There's the Trivago guy, AJ. So, so if, for, for those following coach. at home, the, in this case, the uh, gym teacher, we know, uh, Brent noticed several weeks ago that the gym teacher in the scene is now the Trivago guy. He's a very young, brown-haired Trivago guy. Now, the Trivago guy, now, it's like... Women say about men all the time they get so uh, frustrated because we age better than they do. Yeah. And in this case, he definitely aged better. Well, yeah, he kind of looks like a doofus right here with his with his uh, white sneakers and he his He looks like a guy socks. that just holds hugs too long. <laughs> you know? He looks like the kind of guy who probably gets spit that accumulates in the corners of his mouth. He looks like that kind of guy. <laughs> he looks like the guy, kind of guy that sent something back at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> You know, or a guy that can't stop talking about like how good Inception was. That's kind of what this guy looks like now. He looks like the kind of guy who probably gets asked if he's wearing eyeliner on a regular basis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's I mean, he's rocking the the old school coaching shorts that are uh, a little high rise and uh, a little snug. And uh, they're these boys are in trouble because they uh, they drank the sacramental wine. And that's. That's no bueno. No bueno. But what I was getting to as far as watching this episode recently is they, they eventually get to, to where they're doing flashbacks where Tony sees his dad beat up a guy for the first time because he owes him money and eventually kind of finds out that his dad is is not just not just have a blue-collar worker. He's actually a, a criminal. And it all kind of connects to the fact that AJ's getting in trouble now and, and AJ's kind of starting to figure it out, too. He's on the... The really impressive-looking internet. Uh, oh yeah, man! Re- reading things about uh, the deceased Uncle Jackie. That is one comical aspect to this show is when you see his internet searches and you actually yeah. see the computer screen. And because I, I distinctly remember that time period where oh, I do where too. it was a new age thing. Legion, Trump. Hey, gone. Cold cuts. Get out of here. Gone. Get. But yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you watch this now, and you're just like, oh, man. Dial up and it's funny, you know. You notice the the significant changes as far as uh, technology goes, flip phones and all that. But like Tony's Tony's get up never really changes. Mm-mm. No, he's rocking slacks and a polo shirt like 
Pretty start regular. To, start to finish. You never see this guy in jeans. I don't think you do. Hold on, I'm thinking. No. No, Tony never wears jeans. He gets chastised for the shorts, but... Right. I think any jeans you probably do see are probably that, like, really bad 90s, really light, faded, you know, bought these at the Gap jeans. <laughs> you know, oh, no, he wasn't wearing jeans. I was going to say in the uh, the episode at the end of this season where he's they try to take him out, he's actually wearing sweats. Yeah. That's the most you ever see Tony on anything other well, than Yeah, that. he'll rock a nice velour track suit. He'll rock a suit suit. But more often than not, he's either, you know, doing the polo shirt or the... What we call the fat guy party shirts. I like fat dudes that have track suits and you know that they've never even seen a track. Well, yeah, that's, I always love like when my brothers played football in high school or even in college, when you go and you see a coach maybe on the away team that's, you know, just fat as hell, run, you know, and he's in charge of the running backs. <laughs> Back in 1962, I was all county. <laughs> I can't wear my, my pants around my true waist anymore. I'd have to go up several sizes. <laughs> I can still outrun your ass. I'd love to see it, Coach. Love to see it. It's just funny to like watch like a, a, a massive man like chew dipping tobacco and and yell at eighteen year olds to run harder. Oh yeah. <laughs> they 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 paid their dues, man. Some did, maybe. Some not so much. This is actually an interesting part. So they've called, you know, Tony and Carmen to the office to discuss the sacramental wine thievery. Yeah. And then you have this school counselor. This guy irritates put, the fuck out of me. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, what is there? Is there anything more inept than school counselors? Well, yeah, that's just it. Like this is, I've, I, I vividly remember my. Do you think that's getting picked up? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, we share a studio. <laughs> this is a community shared space. We've, we've traded dishes for speakerphone. <laughs> but yeah, before I, I go on my uh, my guidance counselor rant, I gotta say we're we are jeb bushing the fuck out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You've been holding that one up, have you? I thought of it just now <laughs> on, on the beer run. But yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But the guidance, like I have a vivid memory of my just visceral hatred of of being in school, pretty much from third grade on. So I'm still very connected with my 17 and 18 year old self that just wanted to just tell all those motherfuckers off. Yeah. So when my kids are eventually in school, if some Dick knows like this guy wants to sit me down and tell me that my kid has something wrong <laughs> with them. The, it's not going to go over well. <laughs> Excuse like, me one second. Hey, Trump. <laughs> hey, Donald. <laughs> Legion, take your bone elsewhere. Come on. Let's mm-hmm. go. Take it, it with you. Take it. Get your bone. This pot thing of ours brought to you by... You can Uber. Dog noises. <laughs> Down. <laughs> it would not be uh, a true Down. TPTO pod episode in the living room studios without... A little bit of background noise. I mean, Legion's fine. It's just the bone and the crunching. Yeah. I know we're going to pick that up. Oh, believe me, we made monsters start sleeping downstairs years ago because just every 20 minutes, all of a sudden, you just hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus. It's like we're trying to watch a movie. Oh, go over there. 
And the the straw that broke the camel's back was when he would just start thumping in the middle of the night to scratch, and it's like three in the morning, and, and you hear a helicopter in your bedroom. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's it, motherfucker. You're sleeping in the kitchen on your bed from now on. I can't do this anymore. I remember when Monster Man was like y'all's baby. Four kids. It changes. Once the once the babies come, the dog's still cool, but he's no longer a priority. <laughs> Like you sit down and it's like, all right, money's tight this month. The girls have to, the girls need new clothes. Monster's also overdue for a vet visit. Well, we're going to have to push that vet visit. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just the way it is. I know I had a guy friend back in the day who's significantly older than me. And he, when his first son was born, they got rid of their dog. Damn. That's, that's, see, that's. He was like, you don't get to make that choice. But it, I, th- I don't know that it was just cold hearted and that like we have a kid now, so we're not going to have a dog anymore. I do think to a certain extent it was. <laughs> Are you hearing that? <laughs> if I'm hearing it, I'm sure the microphone. Keep talking it about too. your experience. I believe I believe part of the reason they decided to to become a, a dogless family was was probably probably. You know, I'm supposed to keep talking, but I can't help but be distracted by by the by the cat hurting you're doing over there. <laughs> I am Jeff Bush, brought to you by <laughs> the Bush campaign. But I do think it was probably kind of a responsible decision on their part because I think at the time they're probably like, you know, we don't make a ton of cash. We're now responsible for another person. And I mean, they say the average kid from zero to eighteen costs like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Quarter million dollars, yeah. A dog over a you know a seven or eight year period, <laughs> it's probably gonna cost a little bit too. And he's back. <laughs> Get your bone. Let's go. You're really ruining this segment of the podcast. You are this close to going into the bathroom. Go upstairs. Go upstairs. <laughs> Stay. Stay. TPTO Pod is brought to you by no live audiences, <laughs> and that includes dogs. <laughs> He's just obstinate, man. <laughs> He's German. Anywho. He's thick-headed. What were we talking about? Something, I don't know, something between Jeb Bush and getting rid of dogs. I just want to say, if you're if you're here for this one, hang on for <laughs> number eight. Or, yeah. Is it eight? Yeah, no, we're on seven. I know, so that's what I'm saying. Hang on, because eight's going to be a doozy. Traditionally speaking, the even numbers are better. Number four, by far and away, is everyone's favorite. I get texts frequently from family that are listening, like, loving the show, listen to every episode, four is your best work so far. (laughs) Do we need to just start listening to four and replicate? Well, we're going to have to just introduce more blowjob humor. (laughs) Blowjay. Yeah, like, we're going to have to maybe, like, come up with the... the history of Cunnilingus on the next one or something. Mm. I love how in that episode, how, like, <laughs> is he coming back? I don't know. He might be. I love how when you're reading off the statistics, you're like, analingus, that's out. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. They're, some, I mean, eating ass didn't just become a thing recently. Here, Okay, here's my thing. I, I just, the thought of it, is so off-putting. But you have, okay, a, you have a poop issue in general, though. I remember, Do I? I remember telling you the brown trout story a long time no. ago, and, and you looked like you were going to hurl. No, I definitely wasn't going to hurl. I thought, I've always thought that you had a poop sensitivity. No. Like, no. Like, I don't like to see, like, poop or other people pooping. Or a man grab it with his bare hand yeah. out of a toilet. Right. <laughs> that that's doesn't. That's bad, yeah. But it is funny when he goes, oh, it's nothing but a brown trout. <laughs> 
it, okay, I am kind of getting a little queasy thinking about that. But I'm just, I don't, I don't, okay, I, I'm just saying, I, of all the things, of all, I, the wide range of what gets people off. Yeah. Poop, butt, uh, you know, well, let me put it this way. They even call it cake now. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> licking an asshole, I, that's about as low. You want to talk about drinking sacramental wine being as low as it goes. <laughs> I think licking an asshole is just about there. I don't know. I don't I don't know that I agree. I don't necessarily disagree. I am not. Have you licked an asshole? I am not an ass eater, but. Have you ever licked or eaten or or whatever an asshole so. with your mouth? No, I don't think so. Okay. That doesn't mean I wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. I probably would. You're you're at the point in your life now where <laughs> you, know, you really only have one. Into, you really you really only have, getting into eating ass. You really only yeah. have one. That's one. A, that's a funny conversation to like picture with like your dad in his seventies. Like you're like you're like you know you just did like the back nine on a golf course and now you're having a beer. It's like you know we we we, we don't have enough father son well, talks anymore. Like, I'm I just want I'm thinking about getting into eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like your friend texting you with, I am just so, what did your friend say about the suits? He's I'm lost right now or something. Oh, I mean, he said something like, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Right. And the next text would be, you'd be like, what, what's wrong? You're being okay. Like, if I just don't eat an asshole soon, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to make this much longer. This is not, this is not working out. Sure. <laughs> I, I guess my point is I, I feel like if somebody figured out blowjobs and, and Conolingus. Here's, here's, here's something we can talk about. Unrelated to the Sopranos. Although something interesting is kind of happening here. You're seeing Tony's first flashback where you see his... Little Tony. His dad, Johnny Boy, and uh, Junior. Which, I have a question. If Junior's Junior, does that mean that their father was Corrado Sr.? I would have to imagine. Or is he just called Junior. Another equally good question, but I really don't want to get away from any English conversation. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, you know, we've agreed that blowy, fun term. Awesome term. Blow job. The uh, old the old standby. I've heard banks refer to it as dome before. Yeah, dome head. Don't know what that is, but... Just dome. Top piece, you know? Okay. Uh, what What is the blow job of cunnilingus? Well, wait a minute. Uh, cunnilingus is just oral I know, population. I know, but what do you call it? What do I call it? What do most people call it? Blowjob. No, 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 no. For the lady. Ooh. Um, well, I've heard eating out. Right. That's fairly. But that's a that's a verb, or that's a or I don't know. They're both they're both verbs or. or I don't know. I didn't. I barely graduated. Uh, Clearly. <laughs> point being, blowjob. Right, there's it's a connotation not, It's not there. the same as eating out. I mean, so what is the, what's the term? Is there a term? Can we make one up? It's, yeah, I guess we'd have to. Because, I mean, I've, I've never had, like, a woman, <laughs> or that, heard a woman say, I could really go for blank. Uh, yeah, like, right? like a woman wouldn't say, I could really go for an eating out right now. No, that doesn't work. Doesn't nor, nor would they say, like, you know, if I don't, if I don't get some oral sex tonight, like, that's just... <laughs> I could really go for some cunnilingus. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that great SNL skit with cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. Uh, I heard it gets real sticky down there, cunnilingus in the south. Uh, no, I don't. What I don't even know where we would start. Like with the origin. Taco chore. Taco chore. 
Taco Task. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, you know, I think chore is a good. Uh, <laughs> You know, job, we discussed for blowy, job, negative connotation, <laughs> chore, negative connotation. Uh, I could go for a good beaver task. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has to necessarily be like, you don't have to uh, tie it to the job aspect. A lick duty. A lick duty. A suctiony responsibility. <laughs> It's but not, not all these are good, but the first one, the taco tower, taco chore. Taco chore. I think we just found the name of this, <laughs> this particular podcast. It just came to on the top of my. I love that idea. Like, like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? A taco chore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds great, hon. It's Christmas, hon. It's the yearly time for your favorite taco chore. Hey, I tell you what. You take the trash out and wash the dog. I give you a blowjob, and then you give me a taco chore. <laughs> the more we say it, the more it's cementing in there. We're going to be in Webster's. Mark my word. Oh, it's well, coming. It'll be an urban dictionary, probably. Right, at the very least, or a subreddit thread. Either way. For all the jab bushiness of this episode, <laughs> it was worth it for taco chore. <laughs> If you take nothing else out of this episode, please, you got Taco Short. Yeah, you know, we ask everybody in every intro, please subscribe, rate, review, share, share like, everything. Mm-hmm. I have a new one. Everyone listening, please add Taco Chore <laughs> to your lexicon. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag Taco Chore. Taco Chore. Because we really, you really know. I, I'm sure, it's like every time we do one of these, the next day, the next week. We're texting, and you're like, oh, man, I had a great one we missed. Well, yeah, like George H.W. George Bush last week with the we were ta- well, with the porno we talk. He would have... This know. erection will not stand. <laughs> oh, and Brian Brian texted to say, you, you know, missed opportunity with the Speedo story about how Banks, who was 10 at the time, so give him, give him a break, mm. when he saw me and Brian, you know, appear in Speedos, he swore we had to have been wearing cups. Uh-huh. And we were not. He just wasn't used to... Mandong. Yeah, because he was 10. Yeah. And I'm sure, and he'll, if we call him right now, he, he'll tell you all about it. He's, you know, he's grown into it. <laughs> what is that, like some ringing endorsement for your... No, I just, he, even though none of us have ever done a side-by-side comparison, <laughs> Banks is adamant that he's the winner. <laughs> Whatever. Every day is spring break for Banks. <laughs> he is adamant. He is the I winner. I saw, a, there's a funny movie on Netflix that we watched the other night. I think it was called Mountain Men. It's got a guy I've never seen before. And then Tyler Labine, who's in a, a lot of movies. You'd probably recognize him if you saw him. And they're brothers and they're lost in the mountains together. And they're, they're walking and they stop to take a pee break. And the the comedic brother of the two goes to pee next to his brother like they're gonna sword fight mm. and he's weird about it and he walks away he's like what are you walking away for man you got nothing to be ashamed of you got you got that good dick from mom's side of the family I'm just over here with dad's dick you got that good dick from mom's side of the family I got dad's it's, it's just, I got dad's dumb old dick <laughs> <laughs> oh, so back to Tony's in the psychiatrist's <laughs> office talking to Dr. Milfi. I, th- you know, in terms of coming up with, in terms of coming up with terms, I had another thought today. There's lots of phrases for this thing of ours. 
Cosa Nostra. You said the, the black, black hand. hand. Yeah. I looked up Cosa Nostra because I was curious. Sure. All right. It literally translates to our thing, mm-hmm. which is where they get this thing of ours. Yeah. Our show is this pod thing of ours. Uh-huh. So what is a good, funny Cosa Nostra for <laughs> our show? <laughs> that we're trying to do, not necessarily Italian, but just... Well, the word mimosa came to mind because we're both fond of the drink, but... <laughs> <laughs> La Cosa mo- Mimosa. <laughs> oh, and, you know, also you could do a play on words like pot roasta. Because, <laughs> you know, it's obvious we're not we're not shy about eating. <laughs> mimosa pot roasta. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like the concept of the drinking part, but I mimosas are Well, I don't terrible. like mimosas. I, I stay away sh- from champagne. It's like, like, it's like, I want a headache later. Let me have some champagne. Well, that, yeah. Or I could literally say, you know what? It's like the scene in uh, Men in Black. Just make me some sugar water. Yeah. More. Sugar. More. Water. It was weird. It wasn't Edgar. It was just like something wearing, wearing an Edgar suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We, there's our Men in Black reference. <laughs> and um, that's it for the day. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, WFCK signing out. Sports <laughs> and weather coming up with Ed Donaldson right after we, these messages. Officially quoted Men in Black. We're done. I think that's like that's the end. I do. I do want to come up with a Cosa Nostra for this pod thing of ours. Because I mean, you could do just Cosa Pod Nostra. Cosa Pod Nostra. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I like I love the idea of pot roasta being one being the second one. <laughs> pot roasta. I think we're having that for dinner tomorrow night. True story. I think I saw that in yeah. your fridge. Yeah. I felt bad. Like I opened your fridge and somebody's obviously gone and bought all this food, and I'm like, hey, I got Chick Fil A for you guys. <laughs> like, you guys are trying to make an effort to cook and eat well and. I've brought you French fries and fried chicken. I got grilled chicken I with grilled bacon chicken and cheese. With but bacon and on the good bun. Yeah. I think no, that's a, there's, there's a, something you, you enlightened me to. Well, I think I actually said it on episode one. It might have gotten lost in the ether, but yeah, you, you, you get the grilled chicken, but you, you kick that multigrain bun bullshit to the side. <laughs> Go kick rocks, multigrain. It's like, I don't want you stiff cardboard with, <laughs> with oatmeal on top. Get that shit out of here. I want a white bread. Bun. Oh. Speaking of this, so the, he's still in this flashback, and there's, there's oh. Well, it's been kind of going off and on like this, you know, because he's talking about the shit that AJ's going going through, getting in trouble with school, learning that he's in the mob, and he's relating it to when he learned that his dad was in the mob. And he even talks about how, uh, when he's talking to Melfi about how if his life might be completely different if his dad hadn't got involved in it from the beginning too. And I think it's this episode when they show that his dad had this opportunity to invest in something. Yeah. And, and Olivia the guy he was beat like, up. yeah. And Olivia was Rocco. like, that's stupid or whatever. And so it's like, they could have been, I will stab these. I will kill these children before I let you take them to Nevada. Yeah. He would have been a founder of Reno, which made that guy that he beat up like a multi. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I couldn't remember. And there's his mom threatening to stick a meat fork in his eye. It well, is, I was going to ask you. Go ahead. I was going to say, it is interesting seeing these flashbacks given the whole premise of let's bring back the Sopranos, you know, with our 20 listeners strong. By the way, that's thank you. Yeah. Uh, America. <laughs> we started this podcast so we could, we said it openly yeah. well before that announcement. Somebody, that you know, what, it was that guy in the UK. Damn it. You know, David Chase or somebody was in the UK. He was in the UK at the time. He, he saw this like, pod thing of ours. He's like, I'm going to see if there's any uh, dumb fat assholes in Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> talking about my show from the 90s. Hey, what do you know? 
There they are. And they want to see a prequel. That's not a bad idea. I haven't done anything in a while. Let's get that going. I hope it's good. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. If if the original writing staff is involved and if they cast it well, I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, we'll see. What, would, I was, what I was going to ask you is like, you know, you had two brothers. What? How do you think it would have been different if you had a sister? I don't know. It's, uh, Did you ever want, do you ever remember a time in your in your childhood where you like, like when your mom was pregnant with Brian, or you were probably too young then, but like yeah, maybe was, with Banks, did you ever say like it would be cool if it was a, a girl? <laughs> no. No? No. Not something that... I, I didn't have an opinion one way or the other. No. Uh, you, we, we were all about the wrestling dolls and trampoline, I guess, at that point. Yeah, I mean, and you know what's cool? I still have Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior Wrestling Buddy nice. originals. Wore my uh, Ultimate Warrior socks today. Got quite a few compliments. Right on. Um, <laughs> those wrestling buddies are under Albury's bed. They occasionally will play with them, and uh, we stack them up at night to uh, to uh, lean a pillow up against the nightstand in case one of them rolls out of the bed. <laughs> you know, we, we've protected the corners. You got Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. You know, holding that base layer up. They're in the same room. Yeah, they share a room. Is there another room when the one? No, of them? that's the thing. I mean, we only have a two-bedroom house, so when Albury was a baby, we have a big loft in between the rooms. Yeah, I remember that. So that kind of acted as the baby room, so Adelaide wouldn't be woken up by the crying. Sure, sure. But once Albury was ready for the big girl bed, we moved them in together, and and they seemed to like it. Adelaide still refers to it as her room, but uh, with it's funny as shit to like go in there at like eleven o'clock, and they're both still awake. And Albury's just in Adelaide's bed, like jumping on it and pulling her hair, and Adelaide's giggling. It's like, good God, go to bed. Yeah, but at least they're getting along. Yeah, they think it's fun. I'm sure, you know, we'll probably be in that house because of my fucking mortgage company for uh, a little while longer. So I think. Wait, what's okay. going on with the mortgage company? <laughs> you just know. kidding. Yes, I know. You know what? Good news, though. I have a friend that does mortgages, a family friend, and uh, she has reviewed everything, and she's not promising. She's being more honest than those motherfuckers were. But she thinks she might be able to actually do that whole deal with her company, and I might actually still come out ahead. Tread lightly. It's a possibility. And I should say, to make up for their bullshit, my current mortgage company did give me a little bit of cash. They did? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, why not? We don't have to explain shit. (laughs) True enough. True enough. This is a... Explain this a little bit while I'm having a sip of tea here. Well, Tony, as a kid in this episode, follows his dad and his big sister Janice as he thinks this is bullshit. Dad takes Janice to do stuff all the time. I never get to go. And he eventually finds out that he's taking her to this carnival called like Funland or something and obviously is jealous. So he goes back on on a trip on his own to basically spy again. Well, he hid in the... uh, Well, he hid in the trunk the first first time. First time, yeah. He goes back the second time by taking the bus. Three three bus changes he had mm-hmm. to make. And uh, that's when he discovers his dad getting arrested because it's actually all a front. All these guys are bringing their kids to the fair so that they can, I guess... Conduct business. Sell furs mm-hmm. <laughs> to a clown. It's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's when Tony kind of learns that his dad is not just a blue-collar worker. But this it's twofold there. If you're, I mean, I don't mean to take it down too deep, but when he sees Janice, little his older sister and his dad taking her to the fair, that that's some hurt there. You feel like you don't understand. Yeah, 
Well, and arguably, if the front is take your kids to the fair and then conduct fur business <clears throat> in the clown shed, you could take both of your kids. Yeah. There's no reason to leave one out. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. I think he explained <clears throat> that we don't have the volume up. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it just looked a little better if it was a daughter. <laughs> We'd probably be breaking some sort of podcast rule if, if the Sopranos audio actually came through. Yeah. I'm sure that the people at HBO are reticent that this is this is happening. <laughs> Very protective. There's a podcast down in Atlanta with uh, roughly 15 subscribers. <laughs> they aired uh, about two and a half minutes of our show. But they've been very complimentary of Donald Trump lately. This thing could explode. <laughs> they went on this weird tangent about eating ass. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> also, do you know what taco chore is? <laughs> I only heard it in passing. I didn't. All right. Let's really test this. If we're the reason the prequel get, got made, David Chase, taco chore <laughs> needs to be in the prequel. Yeah, like something along the lines of like, well, you know, he's a, he's gay. <laughs> he likes to do the taco chores, you know? He's giving girls taco chores all Taco chores all over Newark. <laughs> you know what that means. He'll suck a dick. <laughs> he does a taco chore. Next thing you know, he's doing a blowjob. <laughs> taco chore. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait to, to roll that into everyday life. You know? <laughs> Take it away from the cast to the podcast and just... I'm, I'm telling you, before our first pause, I was like, oh, man, we got to wake up. This is a sleepy one. It's all been worth it for Taco Show. <laughs> like when you tell people, hey, tune into episode seven. And if you want, skip ahead to like minute 35. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be worth it from, yeah. the, from that point. That'll actually be the lead out when we do the, the Facebook announcement. Slog your way through 35 minutes, but trust us. <laughs> if you manage to stay awake. It's a Jeb Bush <laughs> ad for the first 35 minutes. And then after that, oh, something about Dr. Melfi. Really? You know, I forgot, you know, we made comments about his Russian girlfriend. We made comments about the Mercedes dealer. But I Gloria. For- yeah, but I forgot about the prankster girlfriend that he meets through Ralphie. She's, yeah. she's good looking. She's okay. From what I remember. But she- then she gets burned, and that's like, that's that. Yeah. Making your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, uh, I I forgot about her, and I do think she's almost like, honestly, she's almost like a slightly younger version of the Mercedes salesman. That's, I think, why he goes... Well, he likes that type of dark-haired... Anything anti-Carmella. If you notice, the ones he really gets attached to are these olive-skinned, dark-haired... Italians. Close enough. (laughs) Russians. Yeah. Italians. But that same kind of uh, dark mystique. The the imaginary girl when he's on the Valium. Right. That's uh, The ones that look like his mother when she was young. I mean, Dr. Melfi Mm -hmm. constantly ties in all of his relationships to these tragic figures. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is he married this blonde-haired... She's probably fake blonde, but he married this blonde-haired, you know, uppity Italian woman. So his punches are all... Yeah, they're all not that. I think sometimes he just does this because he knows we're podcasting. (laughs) He he understands the technology. The thing is, if if we ever do get a legitimate studio and sponsorship one day... He's gonna have to come. He's like made himself. Into We're gonna a need presence. a mini fridge. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think. I think for episode eight, we gotta pivot to to spirits. I like this beer. But I got Irish whiskey over there. 
But you have to drive home, so you have to make that kind of counterbalance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to drink more beer. <laughs> but I'm saying on like episode eight, maybe, maybe tequila. You know, we no, never. Uh, we'll join you on almost any other adventure. I I've just, made margaritas for you before, I, and you listen, loved them. I, they were very good, and I can have one because what happens is I will get. It is like tequila hits my stomach, and then. It, Heartburn. It's not even heartburn anymore. It's Have you like, tried Nexium? I, do you know I medicate for this every day? <laughs> I know, but the Zantac doesn't work as good as the Nexium. I will take your word at that. Plus, I buy the uh, Kroger brand Zantum. <laughs> I'm no, just kidding. I'm telling you, made a heartburn well, pill. I wouldn't a, buy it. But pro tip for heartburn sufferers. I think. Oh, this is the part where he's trying to go go uh, to Nevada, and she won't let him. Um, pro tip for heartburn sufferers. My doctor wrote me a prescription for uh, prescription Nexium. And with my insurance, it's like 10 bucks for a month's supply. And that many pills for the over-counter shit that you buy is like 35 bucks. Hmm. So it's worth it to ask your doctor for a prescription because you'll most likely save some money. The other half of that pro tip, you do a Nexium in the morning, which is a, a, a legitimate proton pump inhibitor. It, it stops all that shit. You take that in the morning, Zantac is better for nighttime while you're asleep. So if you take both of those every day, you could eat fucking raw onions and red pepper tomato sauce. Just sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of medicine. Well, he told me he said there is one possible risk factor with long term use of these drugs, and you could develop Alzheimer's at an earlier age. You just have and the verbatim, you just have to decide: Do you want heartburn today, <laughs> or your memories later? <laughs> he was kidding. <laughs> He was. <laughs> he was, because he chuckled. And I was just kind of like, huh. Yeah, yeah, I chuckle at true things all the time. <laughs> that doesn't it's make it any less true. It's so funny because it's true. <laughs> Little family guy there. Yeah. Uh, but he was serious. He's like, so, you know, he said, and that may or may not be true. He said, I've been taking this shit for as long as I can remember. So I might forget everything at some point. But I also really like Thai food. Oh, <laughs> me too. I don't like Thai food. Have you had good Thai food? I've had lots of Thai food, and I just, I don't get what it... There's this place up here, what we'll do is, uh, maybe for eight. Okay. We'll order in. It's a place called Top Spice. Which you can't do the thing that people do where you get something hot as shit and tell me it's great. No, actually, I, I don't, I like the, it's a red curry, it's not overly spicy. In fact, what I'd get there is the, um, it's, uh, kind of, it's catfish, fried catfish. Okay. That they serve to you with this red curry, and it's got all the... Sauce has like green beans and it's very delicious. So the white rice, but the fry that they yeah. put on this catfish is just it's, immaculate. It's going to sound childish, and I admit it that, that it is. But my one of my turnoffs with Thai food every time I've had it is how big the pieces are. Hmm. Like I like when you get Chinese <clears throat> and all the vegetables are bite size. Okay. And then I went to this Thai place once, and it's like, here's your chicken. <laughs> That's half a pepper. <laughs> You know, it's here's like, a head of broccoli. It's like, geez, it like, can I get a knife? <laughs> Am I supposed to fork this or just kind of, you know, stab it and take bites until it gets smaller? The chicken pieces are big. It's all just huge pieces and a big swimmy. Maybe it's Indian, maybe not curry sauce. I don't know. How do we even get on the? Oh, margarita. Uh, yeah, no, no, no tequila. I love tequila. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you what. There's a brand that I like. If, if we want a scratch off or something, I'll do Fortaleza? Tequila. No, that's okay. It's, it's the... Um, 
<laughs> this is uh, Casamigos. It's George Clooney's. He sold it recently, but uh, I like that one a great deal. It's very smooth. It drinks more like a sipping. So that's how I look at Fortaleza. Fortaleza to me is uh, payday tequila, provided the bills are paid. Sure. Or not. <laughs> I'll pay that bill later. <laughs> Next down is Corzo. Corzo uh-huh. is very smooth, but it's 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 mid-level enough to where you could put it in a margarita mm. and you don't feel like you're wasting it. What about Cazadores, the one that has the, the buck on the on the label? I'm not crazy at that one. No? I've had that one before. I mean, I pretty much tried them all. Because I used to visit this... I, Leah wouldn't believe me on this because I actually don't enjoy Mexican food now. Not mm. the American version of Mexican food. It's just, right, you, you want know, that real The deal. same five things cooked differently, poured with cheese and red sauce. Have you had mole sauce? Yeah, oh, that's a different story. Okay. I said... I'm no, I'm, I know, I know, but I'm talking about real now. No, I understand. You've had mole sauce. Yeah, yeah, I've had very good. I've had homemade mole that would. The mole at El Felix in Alpharetta. Let me finish. Oh. <laughs> I dream about it. I'm, I would love to try that mole from Alpharetta, but yeah, the guys that I used to, I used to eat at this Mexican restaurant all the time because they would make you. Once you become, fr- it's like anywhere else. Once you become a regular, yeah, you develop friendships with waiters and bartenders. You, you just kind of gain access that John Q here for Cinco yeah. de Mayo is never going to get. Yeah, I'll take the number seventeen <laughs> with extra rice. <laughs> Well, you know, they would make me think. I'd be like, can you make me something, like, really good, like, that you would eat? And it was always, like, real street tacos. Yeah. Small, with fresh-cut turnips and onion and cilantro and, you know, thing, you know, what's that, uh, the, the corn that has the, the, not rod on it, but some kind of lacoche. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't remember. They, they make you amazing food. Yeah. But the one, like, I used to order drinks in there, and I, when I was trying to drink tequila and enjoy it, I would always order Patron or, you know, whatever I thought was the good tequila. Right, like the... But the, these guys The swore. uneducated man's right, order. Right, right. Like, but these guys... They have commercials it. for Patron. That's what I'll get. Right, and you think it's good. Rappers drink it. But uh, these guys swore... I mean, I know you told me you don't like... They were like, if you want something good, try this Casadores. Yeah. That's like what they really thought was really good and is close... Really good Mexican tequila, but... I don't dislike it, but... My go-to for good tequila has always been Fortaleza since the first time I had it. Corzo is another good one. Uh, you named George Clooney's. That's Casamigos. A, that's a good one. It's like fifty dollars um, a bottle just for the Blanco. Yeah, it's not. It's not the cheap Reposado stuff. and the Añejo are like sixty, seventy dollars. If I'm gonna just buy tequila for the purpose of making margaritas, I usually go Espolón. Mm, that's a good one. That's got the the Day of the Dead stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a good tequila. You could drink it by itself, and it's cheap. It's like it's like. 18 or 22 dollars for for a 750 uh-huh. and my buddies that actually work for a distributing company today tell me about one and uh this is bad pod because i don't remember the name and the name and picture is on my phone oh that's a shame so uh we'll 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 put that in the liner let notes. me throw you a little one you might not you might have tried it's a liqueur made with tequila mm. called aguavero not had that it's a beautiful bottle for one you'll definitely notice it. it's a fat bottled bottom yeah and it's got uh leaves of agave that kind of the glass is shaped sure. like an agave it's beautiful but it's like they'll make an they have an orange and a coffee aguavero very good for if you're making like a texas style margarita but you don't want to throw fucking grand marnier on top or Ooh. pour a corona in the this is just a very nice topper and it's really good mexican liqueur i think did i did i have you try uh the peloton de la muerte mezcal I don't think you. I've tried. I feel like I had. Uh, there was a kick when I was working at that uh, 
at that importer where they had us try Me- mezcal hit like the scene. Yeah. It was like a hot I mean, thing. It's all made the same, but I remember thinking, I know that you like scotch. I like scotch. I, you know, yeah. So I remember when my buddy gave me this bottle of Peloton, it, you know, it's all made, it's, it's mezcal is made with agave similar to how they make scotch as far as sure in the ground. That's, that's, that's why mezcal has that smokiness in the Peloton specifically is very peaty. Right. In flavor. I remember thinking at scotch drinkers that want to maybe step into <clears throat> the tequila world, this is that bridge. Well, just because this has now become like a uh, podcast for liqueurs and liquors. Welcome to Spirit <laughs> Talk with Austin and Brent. Uh, I don't particularly... When I, I don't <laughs> when I sit down after a nice taco <laughs> chore... <laughs> I pour myself a tall glass. Are you looking of to get that taste out of your mouth after a long day of taco choring? No, I don't like. Uh... <laughs> when in doubt, bring up taco chore. <laughs> I don't like peaty scotches. Okay. Um, I do. I like. I don't dislike them, but in the in the in the scope of what a good scotch can bring you, it's not what I'm looking for. I. My mother, the um, the Scottish woman, <laughs> quote unquote. Well, we've only verified that you're not Scottish. Well, we haven't verified that. Well, if anything, I'm I'm a Lowland Scot, which would be well like, based on the test that you took. That test again was not comprehensive. This was the fifty dollar. So you're full blooded Cherokee. <laughs> yeah, blonde hair, blue eyed Cherokee, through and through. I run the woods barefoot all the time. It's a real no, but. She calls them lady scotches, like your McAllen's, yeah. your Glenfiddiches, the things that don't have that heavy peat. Yeah. I actually prefer, if I, it, so while I, I don't like those like Lagavulin, which is like basically drinking peat. Sure. Very good scotch, but it's very heavy on the peat. And then you got your, your McAllen's where there's almost no peat. Mm-hmm. That's like, and that's your, your lady scotches, as she calls them. Although McAllen's McAllen, it's fantastic. I, I, I like typically, I prefer, and this is, this is something that a true lover of Scotch whiskey would probably not say if they were hoity-toity about it, which I am not. I like a blend. Okay. Uh, I like a lot of blends, but I'm kind of a simpleton. Give me Johnny Black, and I'm happy. Just and it, when it, especially when you do the research and you figure out that Johnny Walker sources their their whiskey from all these places. Yeah. You're drinking a blend of Macallan, Lagavulin. Uh, Doers. See, when it comes to the brown stuff, it's kind of like red wine. If you put a Pinot and a Merlot and a Cabernet and I took baby sips, I might distinguish the Cab from the Pinot just based on the heaviness of it. Mm. But in terms of overall flavors... The tannins. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. <laughs> just in terms of overall flavor. What, like, tannins or whatever? Whatever. Okay. Specifically it. with that, that cadence. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wait, whatever. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I wouldn't know. So when it comes to scotch versus bourbon versus whiskey, you know, I could pick rye out. Rye's an easy one to pick easy out. Easy to spot. But if yeah. you give me a lady scotch, and I'm doing the finger quotes, and your run-of-the-mill Irish whiskey, I'm not, I'm not really going to know. You will absolutely know. But if you give me something peaty, like, ooh, this kind of has the aftertaste of Band-Aids, <laughs> that's scotch. Well, you, what I'm saying, you, the only thing I said you would absolutely know is because I'm, I'm, I have a friend that would love to hear this, and I would never let him hear it because <laughs> he's Irish. Okay, but I, if you put a scotch 
or a really quality, not even great quality, just a Jameson in front of me, I tend towards the Irish whiskey these days. Yeah. It's just it's a little sweeter, and it's not as abrasive. Okay. But having said that, I mean, I am Scottish, so I always... Well, Scottish, air quotes. <laughs> I might. That's, a, that's actually a good. I'm Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> you know that band? They might be giants. I might be Scottish. <laughs> good band. I might be Scottish. Uh, but yeah, I, that's where you would. To use your point, you would definitely be able to tell if I put a taste test in front of you of Macallan uh, versus like a, a Buchanan Irish whiskey. You would instantly know the difference you would just the sweetness alone would give the irish whiskey away all right i guess it depends on the brand but i i can distinctly remember having a mccallan at like the vortex of all places and then having an irishman whiskey and remember thinking i i don't really i can't really tell the difference but that's also kind of like when you have a bad beer but it's got a lot of alcohol in it so you're on your fifth one Mm -hmm. it's like this is actually a pretty good beer. Like you've kind of lost the ability to discern things. Well, the pretty good became relative to how you were feeling rather than. Right. Yeah. It's like when you've been eating an ass for a while, <laughs> it's not that bad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes full circle. I, I'm like, again, I'm sorry. It's just not going to be something that it, it's not. It's kind of like your grocery. It's not a spur of the moment buy. It is not an impulse. Well, yes. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine. Okay, look, I understand that I'm young in my marriage. I'm we're, young. In, I'm young in life, and there's things. That's right, that, folks. We're back at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Round I seven. Not imagine a situation, no matter how stale. A relationship might come sexually. I cannot imagine a scenario where I'm yeah, like, one honey, honey, <laughs> I, I just want, can you sit down? Can you sit down for me? Look, I know. Don't make eye contact. Well, <laughs> tonight, tonight the role of my wife will be played by Brent. I'm just saying, I don't envision a scenario where I have her sit down and I say, I know things have gotten a little stale. Um, I... I've been thinking about it a lot. I did a little reading. I know we went to counseling about this, <laughs> but I think I have it all solved. Tonight, I want to eat your asshole. I don't <laughs> think that's ever been a thing. Mm, I'm trying to think. What's what's the term? What's what's the term for? Okay, hold on. While you're thinking about that, if we've got taco chore, what's the inverse when we do what we're talking about now? Chocolate task. <laughs> That was quick. <laughs> I really thought you would need a moment. I think I'm a little bit disturbed. I think you might have already been chocolate tasking. To be fair, I thought of chocolate task about 40 seconds ago. <laughs> I, part of me wants to say Choco Taco, but we might get sued. <laughs> no, because job, chore, I like that, task. Assignment. Chocolate <laughs> assignment. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, balloon knot. Oh, the rusty balloon knot. Balloon, yeah. uh, balloon knot pro, uh, uh, obligation. Obligation. <laughs> Proposition. <laughs> rusty balloon knot still remains to this day one of the greatest cult re- cult <laughs> culture references I've ever heard to describe a butthole. It's absolutely perfect. Uh, I'm mad because this happened last episode. I had a thought and I lost it. Do you want to pause and reverse like you discussed? No, but let's. we are going to officially pause. Is it safe to say, as far as the Sopranos go, as taboo as as uh, traditional uh, ta- oh, taco choring oh, goes? Taco choring would be 
they're they're already opposed to that, or at least talking about it out in the open. Sure. So um, what if they found out the chocolate task? That Uncle June was chocolate tasting. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. He. I mean, they they probably they probably have to unseat him as as boss. Yeah. Just occurred to me that that this is still on, so we're probably getting some wind noise on the mic. Oh. Not that it matters. We are we are. I'd say a comfortable 10 minutes away from wrapping this one up. I like the idea of keeping them as close to an hour and a half as possible. I think, I think 90 minutes is so a, can we stretch analingus nine more minutes? Well, no, I don't want to get back onto that subject, but I, I did. I do like the idea of coming up with some sort of segment listeners. You have our contact info. I noticed nobody's taking advantage of tptopod at gmail.com yet. <laughs> I do like the idea of having segments. So if a listener out there that's tuning in that likes a show that has an idea for a segment, we ought to put like an open call to you guys should do X, Y, Z every week. Like uh, on the Corolla podcast, they do games in that sort of traditional radio show format. They, they do a Rotten Tomatoes game where they, they basically keep score of who gets closest to what the Rotten Tomatoes score of bad movies is. Really? And on that note, I had the idea, you can look up individual episodes on imdb so like pack soprano if you look that up on imdb you can find the individual episode on the imdb page and sometimes there are reviews and i think it's not going to apply to every episode so we're going to have to kind of look ahead i think it could be fun to look for 10 star and one star reviews of a specific episode and maybe read the highlights of that as we move along for the episodes. I like that. But you, I mean, that we have to get people to actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not of people that are listening. Like somebody inevitably in the, in the history of IMDB was like, Pax Soprano sucked and I'm going to outline why in a Tarver-esque 10 paragraph outline. <laughs> uh, Brandon Tarver, please <laughs> don't subscribe. <laughs> I'm really surprised he did not weigh in on our stupid bullshit on Facebook yesterday. It, we did everything we could to, to, to lure them in. Because I know, like, I'm, I, you know, I, I make a Facebook status. Nobody engages. And then inevitably, you like it. And then uh, uh, some other friend likes it. What's that crazy friend that came in on that one and just just ir- irrationally just started blasting Tarver, calling him all kinds of crazy Oh, Cole. Sh- yeah, Do- Cole Dotson. Cole Dotson. Yeah. He's my he's my friend from high school, and his dad is also my dentist, although I haven't seen him in like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, what Cole did to Brandon made me almost pee a little. <laughs> so hard. Well, it was like... <laughs> it was the most childish way to respond yeah. to somebody who thinks... It was a poo-poo caca, Yeah, what it was. Like, you know, like, because Brandon's like... Up here, he is as lofty as it gets. Well, and it's, then Cole it's a, comes it's in a with perceived loftiness. Humor. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you know that. It's a, you know, my favorite was when he said a thing and then spent the next two hours saying that he didn't say the thing. That was the best. That was by far the best. And, he, and no matter how many times you screenshotted <laughs> his post, or, I didn't say or that. quoted the post, or it's the only time in the stupid Facebook battles with that guy that I felt like I've got him on the ropes. Yeah, he, and, and he slipped off. He <laughs> rope-a-doped you. Just, but he just trumped it. Yeah. He just said, no, I didn't say that. Yeah, it's fake. It's fake news. You you created that. Yeah. I like when that happened, and I also like, because I've done it three or four times, where I can predict exactly what he's about to say, and, you and time, I pre-type yeah, it. stamp it. And I, and I stamp the time, and he's like, and then he takes pride in it. Like, well, I'm consistent, so that's a compliment. It's like, no, it means you're fucking boring, <laughs> because I know what you're going to say. 
Point being, you make a status update, a couple people like it, maybe somebody comments. The minute it gets active, where you have multiple comments coming in at a fast pace, that shows up on your on your page. So anybody that's your friend, they're going to see that early and often. So the likelihood of him getting to see our stupid banter yesterday was as up there as it gets. And I'm still surprised that uh, that he did not weigh in. <laughs> I think my favorite. Is he on sabbatical? <laughs> Maybe he's on sabbatical. I don't know. I haven't engaged with him in a while. That's part of my ch- my decision to just disengage from everything. But I think my favorite line from Facebook yesterday was when we were doing the voice of balls. <laughs> Because I love the idea of balls just being eh, like... it's getting kind of late. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of balls just being like, this bastard up top's having all the fun. We're down here just banging into an asshole. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll be down here kissing it soon enough. <laughs> uh, I, I, Yeah. You asked what the opposite of, uh, of blue balls would be, and I, I don't really have an answer to that. That's why I said yellow penis. It <laughs> <laughs> just sounds so... It, it just sounds like jaundiced penis yeah. to me. I, that that like, doesn't... Sounds like liver disease. Yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> something about it didn't, didn't ring right. I just remember... Uh, it's because it's not... There's there's no alliteration. Well, I'll tell you, I, I want to give full credit where credit's due. We were having a... Con- we have a pool, as you know. Not personal pool, but oh, a neighborhood pool. Okay. And, and last uh, week you told me that you just owned this place outright. Now you're going to tell me there's a pool in the backyard? <laughs> it's, a, it's a creek. We call it a pool. We live in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, no, but there's a pool down there. It's a little river. <laughs> it's a little river. When it rains, it's a full-on river. But, you know, this community is comprised of majority of geriatrics who don't get to the pool. It's like my neighborhood. All right. So... At most, a busy day at our at our pool, which is a very nice pool with a deep end because it was designed in the 70s before safety was a really precaution. Uh, you have a diving board? We used to. It dry-rotted. It dry-rotted dry wow. and broke and they took it away. Um, I think they took them away everywhere. There's not they? a There's not a dive... Because the, the Roswell Rec pool that I used to go to as a kid that I can kind of see when we take Adelaide to gymnastics, they used to have the the low dive... The mid dive and the high dive, the one that you have to like climb 90 steps to get up to the top of and jump in like you're Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Uh, they're all gone. My in-laws have a neighborhood pool with the mount, but the diving board's gone. I think diving boards are illegal. Now, wow. Unless it's your own private pool. Yeah, that makes sense. But your pool story. Yeah. Well, that's where I got the, the quote about, it's getting kind of late, I'll tell you the story. We were, um, like I said, a busy day at that pool is like six people. I mean, it's a really nice scenario to have. That's good. And um, it's kind of thinking of like that it's always sunny when they try to get into the cultured pool and they can't. So yeah. Mac and Charlie try to create the pool where Jamie Anderson drowned. <laughs> uh, but anyhow. Is that the one where they get stuck in they the get bottom stuck of in a neighborhood it. pool? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do a pod about always sunny one day. But anywho. Um, we couldn't. We wouldn't get through it because we'd be laughing, even with the volume off, like because we know it so well. It's so good, though. <laughs> but anyways, I have a so a lot of my work people. Uh, we have parties down there, and they it's actually become kind of famous. They're like, "Hey, when's the pool open?" And I'm like, "You know, go fuck yourself. You don't live here. Like, you just don't get to plan your own pool party." Hey, uh, can you give me the uh, gate code? <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend's in town, and and I promised her a taco chore. But yeah. <laughs> By the pool. Oh, one of those good chlorine taco chores. Uh, no, we were down there and uh, I Joke's told on you, her, I can't hold my breath. 
<laughs> it was not a good chore. Um, but I have, I told you my friend uh, is Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another friend of mine, a girl that we work with, is Jewish. And she's hilarious. And he's really funny. But we were having this drunken poolside conversation just about how the cultural differences between the two. Between and Irish? Irish and, and Jewish. Okay. And uh, he was saying, you know, for Irish people, like, they're some of the best lovemakers on the earth. Because they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> All night, whatever. <laughs> and he said, it, it, there's very little nose yeah. set by an Irishman. And he's like, yeah, if someone says, yeah, you want to have sex? Like, ah, why not? Let's do it. Doesn't matter, fat, young, small, little. Oh, that sounds fucked up. <laughs> Body type, not age. I got it. You got it. And, and my friend, the, the the Jewish girl says, that's very different for Jewish people. We're like, eh, it's getting kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this day dying laughing. Well, you know, the person to ask then about the chocolate task is your Irish buddy. If there's very little nose, mm. it, 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 we, should, we could call him right now. Guest host. <laughs> Tell us about cunnilingus within the Irish culture. I'm not opposed to another call in. I like the call in, and I, you haven't probably gotten to it yet because you haven't gotten all the way through six. The call with uh, Superfan Banks is really good. The quality is good. The only thing I did notice when the phone was kind of close to the mic, you get that weird cell staticky noise. But once you backed it off, it uh, it went away, and uh, I won't say it's radio quality, but it's you know, by our standards, it's pretty good. I thought you were calling your Irish buddy because if there are little no's for the Irish, <laughs> I, I, I do tend to wonder, does he say no to that? I kind of want to call my Jewish friend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we'll get a, eh. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's <laughs> nine o'clock. I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> I've got Chinese leftovers. You know, the, the diving boards being illegal did spark something. Have you heard about the distracted driver law that they're getting ready to do in Georgia? Hit me. There's gonna, my understanding is the law will be if you are seen touching your phone, you will get a hefty fine while you're driving. Huh. The the premise is that most people nowadays have the Bluetooth feature or an auxiliary cord to use their phone through their car stereo. And they're actually comedically speculating that this is just a way for big Bluetooth to start making more money because the law is basically going to say you have to use the feature built in or have it built in for you if you have an older model car and phone conversations in the car from now on must be conducted hands-free via Bluetooth. And if you were seen touching your phone, using it as a phone, GPSing or whatever, big fine. So, okay, huh. if it's mounted and you're using it or you're talking it on it through the stereo, but if you pick it up, you're, you're going to get hit with a heavy fine. You know, it's like any law, though. It's, is it enforceable? I don't know. I mean, they're going to write tickets. They're going to make money off of it. That's for sure. I just wonder if you, if you get one of these... And you challenge it. I, I I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like, you know. If, you, if, you're will, if enough you're, people are willing to take it and not pay the fine and go to court and spend those taxpayer dollars on, go ahead. <laughs> Your Honor, my girlfriend was simply asking if I wanted her to wash her ass. I don't know about you, sir, but I myself. I'm a strict observer. I, I like the chocolate task. 
Okay. And, you know, you do have to. Let me stop you there, sir. Can you explain (laughs) what the chocolate task is? I I think I know. (laughs) Matter of fact, wink, wink. I think I'm right there. I can see the court reporter just banging away (laughs) in this little teeny tiny. A precedent has been set, Your Honor. (laughs) See Hickman versus Georgia 2018. It specifically states. The cop that wrote the citation is like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Really? I mean, I like the chocolate task, but come on! Officer Higgins, sit your ass down. <laughs> Wash it, then sit it down. <laughs> hey, what was episode seven about? Mostly ass eating. <laughs> they mentioned that he talked to, Tony talked to the psychiatrist once, <laughs> changed a tire with AJ, I think. That was about it. Yeah, there was a flashback about something. I don't know. This one had it all. <laughs> this is the episode Stefan would probably get behind. Started by famous gay running back, Blue Jay Simpson. <laughs> I love Stefan, by the way. I, sometimes I'll, I'll go to bed watching all those old Stefan. It was fun. I, I liked that character. I liked that cast, that, that, that era of SNL that Bill Hader was a part of. Well, SNL's dying, as we know. Everybody says that every new well, season. Well, Donald Trump says it. So. Oh, well. And we you know... It's kind of like Wikipedia. You know you're getting the best possible information. That's a great comparison. Wikipedia and Donald Trump, as far as good information goes. Yeah. It's like, good? Probably not. Questionable? At best. (sighs) I would say (laughs) mm, it's a different scale. Wikipedia can provide you, at least, I'll tell you this. Right or wrong, and there's a lot of wrong information in there. In fact, one of my favorites, when I was in college, teachers were very, uh, professors were clear that if we see you cite a Wikipedia article, it's one letter grade immediately. Mm. And for every time you do that, it's another letter grade on down. And one of my favorites was when I was student teaching, someone cited Wikipedia, having heard me and, and my my advisor tell them specifically that that's not a reliable source. They still cited it. And uh, I went on and I was, I wanted to show them how ridiculous that source material can be. And for a brief period of time, I want to say about three months, right at the height of walking dead, when it was really hitting its stride and very, mm-hmm. very, very popular, which I still watch, by the way, we've discussed this. Yeah. I, I haven't really been paying attention. I watch regularly. To it's this pretty comeback. Good. It's pretty good. But anyways, I would, uh, to show I like them, what happened to Jadis. Yeah. As far as like, like, fuck you. Yeah. You got it. But uh, for a brief period in time, I want to say about three to four months, if you were to put into Wikipedia Rock Mart, Georgia, which is a real town, mm-hmm. uh, it, of course, it gave you good source material about the, the, how the town came to the city founders, where it's located, what it's known for, yada, yada, yada. About four paragraphs down, it said... But that's all ancient history because, as we know, the zombie apocalypse in 2014 <laughs> wiped out the population of Rock Mart. And it was just somebody yeah. that had gone in and they knew that they could do it. Yeah. So they did. Yeah. They fabricated a, a zombie apocalypse that only took out Rock Mart, Georgia, <laughs> not, not the rest of the world. I, uh, I'm really glad you brought this up because I had this thought literally yesterday about the uselessness of some of the things we are forced to learn in high school and college. Okay. Specifically, citations. Well, why is that useless? What's it good for? Do you use it today? Because I don't. 
We don't use it today because we live in this culture where you don't have to cite. You can spout off a meme and oh, get away no, with I, that. I, I know that. But as far as the practice of citing your references in a written work being a required learning mechanism, like cursive, every teacher I had from third grade to sixth or even eighth swore, when y'all get to high school... They're going to make you write in cursive, so you better learn how to do it now. You know what I heard day one freshman year in English class? Ladies and gentlemen, please, for the love of God, don't don't write write in cursive because I cannot read it. Please print clearly. I don't see that as an equivalency. I agree that with the absurdity absurdity of being forced to learn cursive, but it's not a a comparative. Okay, so like not so long ago, a couple weeks, in fact, me and my madre— Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation about history, and she was saying she'd lost all, lost all uh, belief mm-hmm. in, in the—I mean, not the science of, but the study of history in the sense that it's all subjective. That was yeah. her her point. It you got different viewpoints. That one guy says this, one lady says that. You know, it's, I, I just tried to stress to her and say mm-hmm. it. Yes, there's a subjective nature to history in the sense that the victors usually write the history books, mm-hmm. but in order to be published and respectable historian, you have to defend your work with citation. You have to show that you've done your research. Right. So in that sense, I don't necessarily agree with your equivalency to cursive because that's (laughs) not a good... It is applicable if you're going to be a historian. It is not applicable if you're going to... Is it applicable or... I've had three beers. Okay. It's not applicable if you're going to work in a print shop. And... Well, no, of course not, but... Listen, but specifically, what I'm saying is the 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 requirement to do it a special certain way within the body that you're writing. Look, no no doubt about like, that. Like just in at the end sc- of the paper, be like, so "This look. is where I got all my shit." Right. So in high school, you're taught, <laughs> and this is how we've gone from total nonsensical for an hour and thirty minutes to. Oh, maybe, I have something else to ask. Maybe you. learning this. Yeah, I hang on to it. But in high school, you're taught. You remember what the the citation style you were taught was? No. It's called MLA. Okay. Okay, and that's what you're taught. Pretty much standard just Georgia's. To, just to be clear, my approach to high school was learn it, pass the test, forget it. Forget it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty common. That's pretty much college, too. I remember very little German. Right. But the MLA format was what was commonly used for citations in your high school papers. Mm. As a historian, we use the Chicago style, which is, I'm not going to get into this whole, you know. Unless you can tie ass play into it, you're going <laughs> to lose the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, if we if if we focus more, like if you're going to be political, historical, scientific, on on a social media post, I would love it if people cited. If it's like if you said something about your leftist leaning, yeah. If you if you said something about Bernie Sanders said this, I would love it, and I do love it when people. Come back. Like, I'll give you a, a succinct example. I, I was fa- I didn't comment today because much like yourself lately, I've kind of tried to distance myself. It's just annoying. Not. I don't really distance myself in the sense that I don't look at it. I just read it and get a laugh at these idiots. Yeah. But there was one today where I was reading it, and it was predominantly making fun of this the the kid, the, the little shrimpy kid that everyone's dumping on now from Parkland, David yeah. Chubb or Hub or yeah, the Hog, David Hog, the actor, the, the actor who didn't actually see his friends get shot. Right. He he graduated in 2015. He wasn't even at the school. All this. Yeah. And so you had some simpletons saying that he's an actor. He wasn't even at the school. You're not taking my guns away. What about Hillary? What about Hillary? Hillary? <laughs> right, that kind of thing. And then this young kid, young because I looked at his profile, but knowledgeable kid came in and said, started, he didn't lay out opinion. Right. Right. He came in and laid out, well, wait, 
this is a stat we've established this in Hellman versus New Jersey. I mean, he started yeah. citing court cases and giving you know statistics that he not only did he give you the statistic, he gave you the source material where he got it, and it wasn't like I got this from like we'd said Infowars or yeah. Huffington Post or. The Blaze. <laughs> he got this from like University of Chicago EDU, Princeton yeah. EDU. Like this yeah. is, and and of course somebody said that's just. And you know what? The response was great because they they realized they were not dealing with an idiot, but rather than say, okay, maybe that's you seem like you're knowledgeable. They say, oh, I like how you come in here with big words because you think you're so smart. <laughs> that's literally their response was. Thanks you, for the input, thanks for college boy. Yeah, thanks for coming in here telling us how we. How we should live and how smart you are, and then one of these rednecks said, "I can't believe you get to vote." And I want to be like, "I could say the same." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's I mean, but see, to my, your point, that's, that's my what's... point. He he didn't come in yeah. with the fiery bullshit rhetoric and and memes because that's how they responded to him was yeah. memes. He said, "Well, okay." And they're like, oh, look at all the time you spent writing that. And my favorite response, the guy said, I just five minutes of my life, not that big a deal. Not, he was like, I know it's going to take you 25 minutes to read it. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, this kid has got it. I like finding those yeah. people. No, I mean, for the purposes of debate, citation is great. My point in terms of what you're forced to learn is the strict guidelines on how to space parentheses, Number and then tie it into your. If you had said that leading end, out, I'm totally in agreement. That specifically is what I'm talking. Totally about. in agreement. But you didn't say that. You started talking about cursive. <laughs> so my point, I. Totally but that's agree the with comparison you. in terms of the the strict guidelines you're forced to learn to get a passing grade. It's irrelevant. Learning the importance of citing your references is one thing. Learning the strict grammatical 2004 graduating class guidelines on the way to do it, it's like. You know, it's an asshole thing for a kid to do. But when you're in Algebra 3 and you go, am I ever going to need this? And the teacher has to go, I don't know. I mean, I do. Probably not. Probably not. It's like basic arithmetic is going to get you through most of your yes, life. Yes, my job is pretty meaningless. I, I majored in something that Do you know that I get paid $38,000 a year <laughs> and I have four kids? It is funny to think about the, the just the sad loop of what I majored in. Is only applicable for teaching it to other people. <laughs> I, you're talking to someone who went to school for history. It's like, yeah, but history is good in a conversational way. It is, and I had the same algebra three the same, is not the same conversation with my with my mom about about you know why did I do that? I did it because it was passion. Now you're looking at like, what do you do? Like I. I'm a glorified ice cream man, <laughs> right? More or less. When I hand somebody a popsicle, <laughs> I tell them the truth about Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stalin loved popsicles. People talk about how bad Hitler was. Let me tell you about the Soviet Union. Right. But what, I, what I'd what like to tell her, because she thinks I'm like obsessive. And I'm like, I'm not obsessive. Look, I mean. You've uh, been accused of that a lot recently. You talked about that last week with the Trump documentary. That's where it came from. Okay, but that's the point. I'm not obsessive. If I was obsessive, like look at my Facebook posts, it wouldn't. Sure. It would be. It would be nonstop. Do you have a, do you have Trump arguments here? A little bit. Is this a Trump? Maybe a sort of pro-Trump. Mm-mm. No, it was just more or less. She, I think it was a fear of like obsessiveness within that realm. But my point was, I'm not upset. I just I use my historical background to mm. to gauge a situation. And if you look at the way that the country is trending now, it's hard to not see a scary trend. Yeah. 
And I think it's been it's well, been thanks for your input, college boy. <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah. I, it's a shame I can vote, but the, the thing is, <laughs> when you look at it, and it's like my problem, and probably the, the, the genesis of the conversation was when people say like the the hard left say he's Hitler. Yeah, and I'm like, well, honestly, not Mussolini of anything. <laughs> more, more more Mussolini. Uh, he does have Hitlerish traits, and that they're both lazy men. Well, his recent attack on Amazon—that's obviously directly pointed at the fact that the guy that owns Amazon also owns Washington uh, Post, and that constantly shits on him, and is also worth about fifteen times more than he is. Right. So his—it's re- a jealousy. This is a dick swinging competition. Right. So his recent thing of we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to punish and tax the shit out of Amazon and make sure. It's, it has nothing to do with business and everything to do with, I don't like what this guy says about me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, how much closer to like literal fascism do we want to slip to? And that's where we're, that's where we're getting to. It's, <laughs> and it, it gets back to a conversation I probably had 15 years ago, maybe, maybe a little less, with a friend of mine. And he was like, so what are you doing? What are you teaching? And I was telling him about Third Reich, Nazi Germany. He's like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, well, I, I like to be aware of how a first world country got themselves into such a mess yeah. that they killed 12 million people systematically. <laughs> and then not only that, but they yeah. brought about a world war that might have killed as many as 100 million. Let's try not to joke about it on this one. No, I'm not. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Although that's what Banks likes. <laughs> and he is our biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, but I try to look at that and say, the, what I, why I chose that realm is so that I can be more reticent of the signs, of the little things that you can see yeah. that some, an outlying thought might have been on the, on, the, on the outskirts now becomes kind of mainstream. That's a dangerous yeah. thing. Like the leader of the free world using the government to attack an individual business owner because he doesn't like what he his doesn't papers like. is saying about right. it. And, it. And he acts like Jeff Bezos at the Washington Post every day writing these articles. It's just yeah. not... It, come on. People own any number of things for any number of reasons. But And having but, a press secretary who reads North Korean-esque propaganda every time she's in front of the right. press corps about why it's okay and good... And don't and disregard all the dumb shit because, uh, as I said last week, the president's dick is gradually getting bigger, bigger. by the day. Yeah, and his hands, you should see him. If you want to see photos, we could possibly arrange <laughs> that. Stormy has them. Don't, don't uh, ask me any questions about all the weird corrupt shit we're doing because I'm just going to deflect. Right. Well, that's a whole nother, but the, get to get to the point of what I was saying. At the end of this conversation that we were having, he said, well, probably not ever going to use that. Plus, this is it's never going to happen again. And mind you, this was... A, it probably wasn't 15 years ago, probably more like 10 to 12. Mm. And we went into this two-hour whiskey-pouring conversation mm. about absolutely this can happen again. Yeah. It's not a que- – honestly, my point to him was not if. Yeah. It's when. Well, and it's not even like the blind followers of any particular leader, whether it's this president or past presidents or foreign leaders. I mean, the movie Downfall, as it pertains to – the end of the Third Reich follows the perspective of one woman who, when she's in the real woman who's interviewed in the beginning, says, I didn't know. <laughs> Her name was Trottle Yunga, and she absolutely yeah. knew. Right. But the that that perspective of not everybody really was paying attention to what was happening because we were all wrapped up in the hype. Right. And that could be true on the pro or the con side. I uh, let me ask you this to get back to the ass eating. Um, 
let's say <laughs> that the Russians do have something on Trump, hypothetically, which has been tossed around by the left. Right. But let's, what if it, not only does he like pee pee, he's an ass eater. Doo doo. He's a chocolate tasker from way back. <laughs> chocolate tasker. You old salty chocolate <laughs> tasker, you. Putin's like, oh, Mr. Trump, you, I know you on your chocolate tasking. <laughs> We have you on that tape from 2014. We brought you. You are no taco chore man. No, no, no. He's no taco chore man. This man, he likes the chocolate disc. He likes the semi-sweet chocolate. This guy here with the fake hair, he likes the chocolate. Not even milk chocolate. He likes that dark cacao (laughs) chocolate disc. Russian chocolate. Russian chocolate. (laughs) Bitter. Not even sweet. Just looks like chocolate. Soviet chocolate, if you will. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like that would, would be would, entertaining. I'm saying, but seriously, let me I, take away the joke of all this ass eating tonight. <laughs> if they had a video of Donald Trump, yes, I would watch eating, it. Well, of course we would. Soviet <laughs> prostitutes. I'm, I'll call her Soviet. I have no problem. Yeah, eating a Soviet prostitute asshole, and, the, <laughs> and on the, it's time stamp like 2015 when he was still like in business over there because he couldn't get anything done over here. There's a distinguishing birthmark that cannot be ignored. Like <laughs> while he's doing it, he's got the fingers together and the O's like he's just in there. Yeah, there's a tr- there's a Trump Pence yard sign <laughs> in the background. <laughs> it's like there's no way there it can't be him. It's no way it's viable proof that this is 100 actually him. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Does he lose his evangelical <laughs> vote? No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. These are they're chocolate no. taskers too. At this no. point, they are culpable. No, because it the Roy Moore out. That's all you need. Well, God forgave me. Oh, okay, we're good then. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep thumping our Bibles and and trying to legislate morality through our president because God forgave him for eating a Russian prostitute's dirty asshole. Praise Jesus. I ain't. Ne- you know, I've never heard of Pussy Riot. But I will say, Chocolate Riot's one of my favorite bands in Russia. Okay, I gotta tell you, you sound more like Paul Stanley right now <laughs> than, you, than you do Donald Trump. Uh, my, my bad. Her butthole was huge. <laughs> Perfect for task. Now, what I wanted to ask before, completely unrelated, but you brought up The Walking Dead. Do you think Jadis is hot? Are these the trash people? The leader of the trash people, the lady. Who's kind of semi-naked when she's painting in that one episode. Yeah, I, I don't, no. I kind of do. Just a little. Okay, I was going to say something that might have been misconstrued. It might have caused some discourse. <laughs> uh... I can see why you do. I mean, just in the She's kind of your type. Well, just in the context of it's the apocalypse. There's not a lot of women around. Look, uh, objectively, she's an attractive female. Like, think of it. She has a thing for Rick. She's made that clear. So if you're Rick, you do have this thing going with Michonne. Oh, yeah. Hold on. If we're going down the hole, would you, if I'm Rick, in that world, I'm tapping any ass. Like, (laughs) I mean, there's not any, but like... If a woman shows interest, you're you could die in five minutes. Yeah. You need to like Yeah, I'm saying if I'm if I'm Rick and she's giving me the hey, let's do it on a pile of trash look, I'm gonna kinda be like uh, yeah. There's an aspect that's why I wish that show was on HBO. And I'll and I'll <laughs> just yet another reason. And I'll yeah. tell you why. Because there should have been scenes where if it's real, yeah, right, Michonne and Rick are in a van. Yeah. And they're pounding. Yeah. Pounding uglies. That's 
I would imagine that's when a lot of attacks would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about guard down. Well, this goes she, back. She, you know, he's taco tasking or taco choring, and then <laughs> she doesn't have her sword in her hand because she's loving it. Yeah. Here come some biters. Bada bing, bada boom. This goes back to top of the episode during the Jeb Bush hour when I was talking about what is and isn't appropriate on TV. We can show mutilated, bloody guts, but we cannot show cinematic softcore yeah. porn. I'll take it a step further. There was a, a sect of people that loved that show. They're like, I am never watching this again after Negan bashes Abraham and Glenn's head in. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry if you haven't seen it. But I'm, I watched, it was hard to watch because you love the characters, but I was like, I've seen worse. I gotta say, though, it's fair trade-off because I, I may not make any fan, friends here. I love Negan. I think he's a fantastic character. I love Negan. I don't like his, the, the kind of the intonation of his voice and how everything's like, hey! Hey, hey. I'm gonna lean back real hard <laughs> when I say my sentences. You are one Badass dude. Like, I don't like that whole. <laughs> I was a high school janitor. <laughs> now I lead a group of people. And if you cross me, I I'll sold bur- insurance. <laughs> like it's, I'll burn your face with an iron. But that's, and I have a harem of women. <laughs> but it does touch on that kind of serious point we're talking about of what you can and cannot show on cable television in the sense that if you watch that, it is objectively speaking, a horrific scene. You're, you literally yeah. see him beat people's brains out of right. their head. They show that. But a beautiful bear titty? Yeah. No, that's too much. You're that's gonna, too you're much for Roy Moore. Society. We yeah, can't that's, have that. That's, no, that's, that's the demon seed. But blood and guts and 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 dented foreheads. Uh, but literally. And, uh, like Drooling Glenn. Just can't wipe form your words slate clean anymore. and ask yourself. Wow, you can watch that on cable television, but the minute a nipple slips out, or even, I mean, come on, you can watch, and this, I'm not even trying to get down the whole gun violence thing, but think about the amount of guns. It's almost like we're arguing for the slippery slope. We, <laughs> like, hey, if we're watching Blood and Guts, I may as well get to see some tits, too. <laughs> At some point, yeah. Or we could just go back to televangelists and, uh, and uh, uh, what, Goliath and Davy. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> did you ever see Veggie Tales? We need Tales? more Andy Griffith. Veggie Tales was good. Did you ever I see remember Veggie Tales. Yeah, it was a weird way to give you Bible lessons, like an artichoke and a and an asparagus are fighting or, or walking in loops around the walls of Jericho. A, it was a yeah, and there was a tomato involved. Andy Griffith came up in episode four. We, as a podcast, have pushed for a prequel, and I think we could probably wrap up here soon. Okay, because we're pushing two hours again. Of course. What if this podcast were to also push for an Andy Griffith porno parody? Probably already happened. In fact... <laughs> In black and white? <laughs> well, let's Google it. Andy Griffith. We've had multiple things to Google all night, but this is Andy Griffith going. porno parody is porno the first one. Like, let's Google it. Parody. I spelled parody wrong, of course. Well, that's okay. You're a history major, not an English major. That's right. Uh, let's see. I oh, wasn't first a- thing that comes up is, I don't know what this is. There's one on YouTube called Andy Griffith Gone Wild. Don't know what that that's is. Not, that's not it. And then we got the Andy Griffith parody videos, free porn videos at heavy slash r.com. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look and see what we get here. That sounds like you're going to get that weird virus message on your phone. That doesn't 
look like an Andy Griffith porn parody. I get the Force Awakens porn parody, the Exorcist porn yeah. parody, Walking okay. Dead porn parody. Yeah, I knew that one existed. So I think that's what we got to do next. I mean, the Supreme- we have to make. Are we producing this or just no, talking? No, no, but but. We, I think, arguably are the reason that they're making a Sopranos prequel. I think so, too. So we should put it out into the ether. Somebody needs to make an Andy Griffith porno parody. The question is, who's going to give it to Ain't B? <laughs> that made me almost want to vomit in my mouth more than the uh, the brown the brown trial. <laughs> Could it be Gomer? What was the barber's name? You know, it would be. It would be the barber. What was his name? Oh, Lord. Google. <laughs> Every time Andy Griffith questions come up, whether it's Andy's girlfriend or I feel like it was it started with an S. Or if it's the barber from Andy Griffith, we if, have you know it's funny, if you put barber into Google, second down, Andy Griffith. Barber <laughs> Andy Griffith. Well, First one is barbershop parody. Well, you just looked up something Andy Griffith related. Floyd. Floyd. And your phone knows. Does it? Alright, yeah. So homework for the listeners. <laughs> Who does Aunt B? Get yourself some uh, porno actor and actress research uh-huh. and uh, send uh, to tptopod at gmail.com. I, I have to say, I would think Barney's the one slaying most. Okay. Well, we do have an episode called Andy's Big Old Boner. Maybe he is. Maybe Barney is a, uh, a chocolate tasker. Now we're on to something. <laughs> I think we should have the listeners who are truly dedicated do some research and submit their ideal cast of porn actors and actresses for the Andy Griffith porno parody. I uh, love giving homework. I love this. <laughs> this is great. Not only, not only do we want to know the cast and, and maybe particular scenes. And this cannot be famous people. You have to research porno actors and actresses. Oh, you want real? Yeah. Like you're trying to actually cast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like, like people, you might be asking people to really go out of their comfort zone here. Well, you know, if, you're, good. if, you're, good. if you're a true fan, if you have ordered the shirts that we haven't made yet, uh, you're, you're going to dive deep. You know, I want titles too. I want, I want, uh, give me, give us our best. What was Andy's girlfriend's name? You Helen, said Helen, Helen Crump. She's no longer acting, but suppose you say, all right, well, Sasha Gray, she's the actress she's, to play Helen Crump. You know, Sasha could do Helen. Right. But that request, see, when you when you cast Sasha, now you have to have like four other dudes in Mayberry at part of the one scene. Well, you do have you do have many roles to fill there. Gomer and Goober could definitely do a, a two on one type situation. <laughs> Gomer, Goober, Floyd, Barney, Andy, Otis, <laughs> Otis, De- Otis, Ron, Jeremy. So, so <laughs> <laughs> someone what? slips into the cell while he's mid stupor. Ron, Jeremy is obviously Otis, just yeah. based on shape and age. Yeah. Uh, there's a judge, isn't there? I feel like there's a judge that. Well, Andy's the. Okay. Well, he, you're more familiar with the justice of the peace. Point being, there are. There is there's a, some cranky shop owners that kind of make appearances. Yeah, there is a whole world. Oh, the, the crazy girls from Mount Pilot. That's like a whole. Dad, if, dad won't make it to two hours of this one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I'll, I'll refer him to tell the last. Him, I'll refer him, him say, to the hour last. through to the end. <laughs> Because or just just skip through, just get to the end. Because the crazy girls from Mount Pilot would—that uh, is a if porn spoof. In the thing, he's gonna miss out on. He's gonna miss out on Taco Chore. He's gonna miss out on Chocolate Task. He's, he's, there's 
you got to you start to finish. You got to treat this like it's a vinyl record and yeah. you're a teenager in the 70s. This, yeah. You have to listen this to is, the whole it's thing. It's like the Beach Boys and, and Pet Sounds or whatever that. But there is a whole world, and I'll extend it to past and present, retired and actively working, even deceased. Porn stars, starlets and stars cast the Andy Griffith show. Give us the character they're playing and, and their name. And, and, you know, and then once we kind of compile it all, we'll we'll pick our favorites and we'll we'll rattle it off. Maybe even on the next episode before we get into episode eight of this pod thing of ours. I, I'm sorry. Just one thing before we finish. I can just envision the opening comments for one of Andy's scenes <laughs> where like <laughs> Helen or somebody comes in. And be like, So I heard you don't carry a gun. <laughs> and he says, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so this this episode will either, either, either be titled, you know, uh, Andy Griffith Porno Parody. Oh, I think it's... What was the other one? I don't want to ruin it, What's, but you said you didn't want to put Taco Chore out there as the I don't, title. I forgot what I said I would do another name for. Mm. Is that it? I don't remember. I, I kind of like the idea of calling it Andy Griffith Porno Parody. Because then somebody's <laughs> going to like, they're going to be like an hour and 45 in. Like, what the fuck is Andy Griffith Porno Parody? <laughs> And then you wait to the end, and you get it. You get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we we have officially hit two hours. We should wrap it up. All right. It's funny. This one was a slog the first half hour, and we didn't. Yeah. I didn't think we'd get here. But I very Jet Bush for the first thirty minutes. I uh, I've enjoyed it. It turned into Billy Bush toward the last hour and a half. I think. <laughs> hey, we could still get elected. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode eight. Maybe we'll get a phone in or live studio guest. If uh, maybe we can get banks, because it just occurred to me after two hours of this, I did not tell either of my Los Angeles stories that I teased last week. Oh, well, I need double teaser. But you know what? We it's it's probably best because Banks needs to be involved in telling his own. It'll be a surprise, surprise, surprise. All right, on that on that note, this has been. <laughs> Dead air. No. What, what do you want? My mouth's W. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>